to hold on hold on to your love mm. anyway wow welcome back ladies and gentlemen did you hear that sultry voice that's you know somebody that's the, that is the songbird of growing up gay <laughs> not the songbird <laughs> not um, the songbird mixtape ep coming album soon. coming so you know. i'll be the manager of course <laughs> And he'll be doing background vocals. And I'll be doing BG. Singing in the background. Sing you want to sing? Here, sing my background. <laughs> I don't do ooze and ahs. <laughs> anyway. Baby, we all got to pay. I'm a seven. Let's stop being silly. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Growing Up Gay with Vaughn and Malik. Hey. It is I, Young Vaughn. It is me. The one and only. The one and only. Yo. One night to the Malik. It's okay. me. <laughs> um, we hope you guys are doing wonderful. Uh, thank you guys so much for the feedback that we've gotten from everyone so far. We really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, thank you to everyone that has shared with a friend, shared with a cousin. Um, thank you for everyone that's retweeting on Twitter and posting it on their socials. It really means a lot to us. And we just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. But in the meantime, how have you been, Malik? I've been so well. It's been a little while since we've I've been seeing you in two weeks. I think so. Yeah. Um, I've been really well. You know, <clears throat> I've been awesome. Thank you. You know, Vaughn wanted me to come close to the mic. You <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've been awesome, literally. Um, working, you know, I work with a group of a lot of personalities. Mm. So you know how difficult that could be sometimes. I, ooh, I know. Sure. Don't I know it. So between work and yoga and my relationship and just He got a man, you are the trials and tribulations of a the Buddha. world. A Buddha. A Buddha, like LMA. Buddha. 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 But yeah, I've been awesome. How you been? Um, I've been very good. I've been going through some life changing moments. Since like what? The last time we recorded, I came out to my parents. Um, you did, yeah. And I was very proud of you. You and texted me when you did it, <laughs> yes. and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yes. I, um, it's, it's been. I I've been out to my brother for ten eight years now. Not ten eight years now, and I've been out to like some of my cousins, but I've never officially came out to either of my parents. Um, and when I got back from Paris, um. Petty. My father and I were kind of like, like engaging really funny. Like he was acting kind of funny, and I was like, "Why is he acting funny?" Um, and we had like a conversation, and he was just telling me about certain things, and I was like, "Well, you know, what? I feel like this is the time for me to let you know that like I'm gay." And um, it was an interesting. We're gonna do a coming out story topic episode thingy majigger, um, and I'll go further in depth then, but. Um, both of them were very um, receptive, my mother and my father. My mother was actually a little more surprised than I expected her to be. I was really expecting her to be like, girl, I know. <laughs> but she was kind of like, wait, what? Like, you are? I mean, what? I'm surprised, but um, I don't know. Do you think she really was surprised? No, I mean, she did say, which was, this part was funny to me. She was like, you know, there were rumors. <laughs> <And> I, was, <laughs> I 
was like, I was like, what? Well, how is there rumors about my sexual orientation in the family? Because that's what family that's what do. They do. That's what they, they do. They gossip, um, especially women. Messy, they messy. messy. They messy. Um, but no, um, both of them were super receptive. So outside of that, I've been working like the slave that I am and hustling, trying to get to this paper and, you know, get my life in order. Um, oh, the eight week challenge. It was six, but I'm changing it to eight. The eight week fitness challenge for me starts tomorrow, which is Wednesday, June 13th. Um, if you are partaking on it, you don't necessarily have to start on June 13th. Just start whenever you start, preferably sometime close to June 13th. That way we can kind of be doing this together. Um, so I'm, I want to let everyone know you can tweak it to however works best for you. Um, not everyone is a vegetarian. Not everyone eats like I eat, whatever your healthiest best is do that for eight weeks. Um, stay focused, work hard. Let me know how it's going. Fight the temptation. That's honestly why I'm doing this because I feel like I have been so inconsistent over the past few months, not even just the past a week. But the past few months, I've been so inconsistent when it comes to my weight loss goals and all that jazz. And I feel like my body is, like, so close to where I'll be, like, happy and content with it that I just need to, like, buckle down and and commit to myself for these eight weeks, these two months. That way, come August, you know, when we're going to the On the Run tour together, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can, you know, all the hoes can gag. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And they will gag. Um, But, no, I just want to commit to myself for these eight weeks so that I can be, you know, Fall time, fine, because just because I didn't give you the body in the summer don't mean I can't give you in the fall or the, the winter. Thing. The body's going to be there. They're going to love it when it, when it debuts. And it's already mm-hmm. debuted. You it's look amazing. Yes, you know thank you. that. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I'm just trying to get, like, right. Yeah. I'm good right Snatch. now, but I'm trying to get right. Snatch. You know what I mean? You want to be <laughs> beach body right. booty <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get my bills paid, y'all. I don't know why I'm trying to get my bills paid. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Although I did talk about that on Twitter. You, I was going to say, did. on Twitter you said y'all too fine to still be paying your own bills. Listen, I follow so many people. and I said, Not even people that I follow, just people that are retweeted on my timeline. And I'm like, y'all are so good looking. Like, why do y'all not have somebody paying your bills like and i say that because there's this girl that i work with she's a hostess um at our restaurant and she and i were talking and she was just saying how like because i was like i noticed i thought she was in school because i was like i see you only work part-time and like she's an adult like we're the same age so i'm like you must be still in school for you to not need a full-time job or it's like a secondary thing and she was like oh no i'm just here for the benefits she was like, me and her are cool. So she was like, I just let you know, someone's paying all of my bills. And she's yeah. gorgeous. So I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I feel like there are so many people out here that I'm like, y'all are so good looking. She's Why? a kept woman. Right. And listen, I'm not mad at it. Me either. If I could be kept too, bitch, I'd be kept too. Someone keep me. Please. <laughs> Do you think you could seriously handle being kept though? Um, I got a lot of mouth. I you am. know what? I think I can handle being kept, but it would... It all depends on the person who's keeping, keeping me. Keeping you? Yeah. yeah. Like, y- you can't be keeping me and trying to, like, control me. Yeah, I don't do it well with Like, control. no. I need to be kept but still be able to have my freedom and my much like Janet, independence. I'm in control. Very much so like Janet, except I don't want to deal with no, her husband. You know, I might... Listen, that kind... Listen, if you got that kind of money... <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> Jan- Janet had to call of- a police on her husband the other day to, to, did you, to, did you, to check did on you, her baby. Did you... She, she, how did you feel having to call the police? But did you, but did you listen to that audio, though? No, I, I didn't either. I'm not going to lie. But I, I saw, listen, I read no. the things. And the police were kind of like, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the police were kind of like, sis, relax. Because she was like, the police, if I'm not mistaken, the police were actually there. 
and they were like, he's not doing anything. Like, you're just, you need to relax. <laughs> like, calm down. So, anyway. Anyway. We're getting off topic. Hi. <laughs> um, but yes, like we said, hope you guys have been enjoying, uh, enjoying the show so far. And thank you for all your support. And let's move on into the next segment. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is GrownUpGay, G-R-O-W-N, UpGay. Our Twitter is GrownUpGay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. So, next on Get It Together, I'm going to talk to you guys about some mental health. You know, recently we've had so many losses um, with Kate Spade and then mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Uh, is it Bourdain? Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so Anthony Bourdain recently committed suicide along with Kate Spade, and you know it's really important that this is a conversation that we don't like have today and then stop having. Ooh, that's important. Um, and with that being said, my personal mantra is just something that you guys can have and, and what it is is it's really a mention a, a mission statement it's something that you can come to over and over again to remind yourself hey stay strong stay positive right. keep at it something that can center you something that can center you really bring you back when you're feeling anxious when you're feeling down whatever it is one that i use is i'm strong i can do this i can make it i can persevere um and i just say that over and over again until i believe it until it becomes true and, you know, when you're doing mantra meditations, you have to remember that there's a concentration period first. So don't give up when you are, you know, trying to meditate and, you know, if it's hard, you have to really concentrate on your breathing, on what it, whatever it is that you're trying to take your mind away from. Focus in on that mantra, whether it's, you know, a religious mantra, you know, Lord God, I love you over and over again, or... You know, if you're a yogi, you can do OM over and over and over again. Um, you, exactly, OM, whatever. <laughs> so find a mantra, find a mission statement that you can come back to all the time that will allow you to be at peace. Some some of the most popular ones I found online uh, was, I choose to live is mm, one. That's a good one. It's a simple one that yeah. you could say over and over again. I choose to live, I choose to live, I choose to live, I choose to live. And that will take your mind and that will take your body out of the stress, out of the anxiety. So take some time for yourself. Protect yourself. Protect your spirit. Never be afraid to leave a situation, move away from something. Um, and just, If it does not serve you. If it does not serve you. Do not remain. Then do not remain. And that's the great thing about um, a yogic lifestyle is that just doing things that serve Ooh, you. Ooh, yogic. Yeah. Come to... A yoga lifestyle. Just, do yoga. So doing things that serve you. If it does not serve you, let it go. Um, it's so easy to get caught up and wrapped up in things that we that you think you're bound to. But the only thing you're bound to, you guys, is really celebrating who you are and who you want to be. That's what you're bound to and protecting your best interests at all costs. So find your mantra. A good one is, I choose to live. I choose to one. be strong. I choose to be vigilant. I am loved. I am loved. Whatever it is, come back to that when you're feeling down. Come back to that. (laughs) You is important. Y'all gotta ignore my ignorance. I'm sorry. (laughs) Y'all know Vaughn's a little strange. But with that being said, mantras, meditation, concentration, stick with it. 
Yes, I love that. And since the get it together topic is all about um, mental, um, emotional, physical, physical fitness. health and fitness, yeah. um, I think touching on the whole Anthony Bourdain and um, Kate Spade topic is really touching. Um, suicide is something that I've dealt with on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to commit suicide when I was younger, I, I remember I went through a period in like eighth grade, ninth grade, um, when I was struggling with being bullied. I mean, I hate talking about being bullied because I don't have the same experience as a lot of other people do when it comes to being bullied. And I used to, at one point, kind of get annoyed when people talked about being bullied because it's one of those things that it can it can be like a little self-deprecating. And mm-hmm. my natural state of being is like very resilient and very proud and very strong. And I kind of I would I would kind of struggle with the idea of of being quote unquote bullied, being you know, making you weak or whatever. Sure. But then you know I matured and I realized that discussing the fact that you are bullied does not make you like weak. It doesn't make you look weak or anything like that. But um, I, I also dealt with dealt with suicide on a more personal level because a family member of mine tried to commit suicide. Um, and I'll never forget this. I was like ten years old. I'm not gonna tell too much of my business, but I was like ten years old. And I actually stopped the person from committing suicide. They were hanging themselves with um, an extension cord. Um, And I'll never forget that experience. I'll never forget seeing that and what all that was like. So I take the whole suicide topic very seriously because it is something that's serious. And I see so many people say, like, the most idiotic and just stupid Things in regards to people who commit suicide about it being selfish and about it being, you know, um, a weak thing to do. And it's it's a lot of people don't understand that depression is a chemical imbalance. It's not always just I, I can't lose this weight or I don't feel pretty or, you know, I didn't get this job or I, I, I can't do I don't have the money that I want. It's not always those things. A lot of times people don't know what it is exactly. They literally can't control it. They they try to do everything. They try to live their best lives. And I was tweeting about this um, the other day um, when Kate Spade passed that like there is someone that's successful, has money, has all the things most people want, has all the things most people who probably struggle with depression feel like, oh, if I had those things, I would be fine, right? Like everything would be okay. And I can understand where that, that logic that that thought process comes from where you think you know having money will cure all your issues and your problems because it does cure a lot i mean personally i'd rather be crying in a rolls royce (laughs) than than in you know a saturn or something (laughs) no shade anybody with a saturn but i'd rather be crying i mean i understand that logic but it, it really just shows us that like getting seeking help when you feel that the, those, whenever you feel that way, whenever you feel like life is crumbling, is important. And I feel like mental illness is something that's not taken seriously in the the black community. Um, all communities. In all communities, but I, I feel like especially in the black, especially as a Caribbean person, I can speak to. I've even had conversations with my father because um, me and my father really do have a great relationship. We have a great rapport. We can talk. We talk about a lot of things that I, I don't think a lot of kids take the time and initiative to, to, to talk about with their parents. Like I asked my father a lot about his childhood and how he was raised, especially in the past two years, I've been asking him a lot and I feel like it's allowed me to understand him more sure. and, and it's allowed him to pour out a lot of what he's been kind of been hiding sure. or keeping from, um, my, my brother and myself. Um, and it's helped me understand him more, uh, more as a man and more as a father. Like I, I understand why he does a lot of things he does for us. Um, and I understand why he is the way when it comes to be with us. And even in my coming out to him, like 
when I came out to my father, initially he hung up the phone on me. He was like, you're gay? He, he asked me the question twice after I said it, and then he hung up the phone on me. And I'll be perfectly honest, I was at that point willing to, you know, say that I don't have a father anymore. Like, I, as a Caribbean black man, I was willing to, I, I, I had made peace with the fact that when I come out to my father, he might not want anything to do with me. So when he hung up the phone on me, I was like, okay, cool. I don't have a father anymore. That was the thought process that I had. And I honestly didn't cry about it. I didn't, it wasn't a thing for me. Um, but he called me right back and told me that he loved me and, you know, my sexual orientation does not change anything and that I'm still his child. And what was really telling to me, like after we talked, which that part made me cry, but after we talked, um, I went, I started thinking about like all the things he told me about his father and how he'd never felt loved or accepted by his father. And I feel like in that moment, my father had two options was one was to make me feel the same way his father made him feel. Or to change the cycle. Or to change that cycle. And, and he, he chose to change that cycle. Yeah. And I feel like, it kind of sounds awful to say, but I kind of feel like if my father didn't have the experience he had with his father, where his father didn't, you know, fully accept and love him, mm -hmm. he might not have fully accepted me and loved me. So Absolutely. just trying to bring it all full circle. Um, so yes, my, my point in saying all of that was simply just, it, you know, like Malik said, focus on your mental, whatever the mantras you need to, to, to whatever mantra you need to have to, to center you, whatever thing you need to do to center you, whether it's going to talk to someone, um, whether it's, you know, me personally, I love music. That's, that's, that's what always centers me. That's what always brings me back to peace and happiness and the sound of rain. I know this probably sounds crazy, but if I ever feel <clears throat> like stressed or like if I'm ever like going through something, I can either listen to music or turn everything off and go to YouTube and type in like sounds of rain or sounds of thunder. And I kid you not, every single time it reminds me of being like five years old in Jamaica on the veranda sleeping, you know, in our veranda while it rained. That was my mother used to always say she would find me sleeping in the veranda when it rained. I just I love the sound of rain. So that's sweet. That's that's sweet, isn't it? That's so I sweet. <laughs> but yes, that's. Um, that was a good. That's a good. That's a good get it together. That's like, a good get it I like together. That one. I like I that mean, one. you showed a piece of your coming out story a little bit. I did. Your father loved you. My daddy loves me. You're a daddy's girl. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh, I hate him. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. Anyway, my get it together um, it? focuses on fitness. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying at daddy's girl. I'm dying. Anyway, mine um, focuses on home fitness. Um, I th I feel like a lot. One of the things that a lot of people blame for not being able to get fit or stay fit is the fact that they don't have a gym, um, and that's bullshit. I understand why people t people you know hang themselves up on that or have a hang up mm -hmm. on you know needing a gym. But ironically, the first time I started focusing on fitness, I had the opposite hang up. I didn't want to go to a gym because I didn't want to. I, <laughs> this might be funny, but I remember going to L.A. Fitness when I was in like 10th grade, when I was, you know, starting to get chubby. Like, Well, I mean, I was already chubby, but starting to get chubbier. Um, my brother was like, let's go to L.A. Fitness. And I remember being so intimidated by everyone at L.A. Fitness because it was a bunch of like really tall, really fine, you know, bodied men. Yeah. And like really fine bodied women. And I was like. I'm just a little round pudge. I was like, I do not want to do not want to be here. So when I started focusing on health and fitness, I actually did nothing but outdoor exercise. Um, I ran, I did sit-ups, I do did push-ups, I did squats, I did everything outside. And honestly, I've started reverting back to doing a lot of that because I get 
whenever I go running outside, that's always when I have my best runs because I listen to music and I just zone out. For whatever reason, the gym, I, I can run on the treadmill and I can, I can get my workout done. But when I'm running in the gym, it feels like it's something I need to get done, mm-hmm. like a chore. It's a chore. You yeah. know what I mean? When I'm running outside, it just feels like I'm running and I'm just like, just, I'm just going and I'm challenging myself and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to get to that goalpost and then I'm going to stop or I'm going to get to that fire hydrant and then I'm going to like slow down or like whatever the case may be. That for me um, works. R- running for me outside does way more for me than running inside. So don't, you don't necessarily need a gym to, to start your fitness, um, your get fit challenge. If you, if you don't have a gym membership, it's perfectly fine to just work out at home, work out in your neighborhoods, in your areas. I mean, literally my mom makes fun of me because sometimes I'll just be like walking up the steps and I'll just do like random squats as I go up the steps <laughs> and she'll be like, move on to the random man. Like I'm trying to go upstairs, <laughs> all this foolishness. So that's, that's my get it together. Home fitness, you know, go to YouTube, find some videos, get it, get it right, get it tight. Start small, you guys. Start yes. small. Just start with some simple leg lifts, whatever it is. And just, Ooh, those are good. Yeah. And just, like while you're watching a, a TV while show. While you're watching TV, just yeah. Get on the floor and do some, I do that sometimes. That's it. You yeah. know, you, you can, uh, there are times where I'm watching TV and I'll just hop up and get on the floor and do some crunches. Like, right. Fit it into your schedule whenever you can. Make it work for you. Make it work for you. Make it work for you. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a little break and we'll be right back with you. I hope we've been able to keep you entertained thus far. If so, you can reach out to us for any questions, comments, and concerns at Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com or Malik at GrownUpGay.com. You can actually email these shows a personal email with any questions or show topics or anything you'd like for us to discuss if you want to sponsor us qtr marie right here at growing up gay podcast at gmail.com and that growing has a g in it so growing up gay podcast at gmail.com now let's get into the next topic all right so for this week's growing up gay topic we wanted to focus on the scholastic experience growing up gay um I feel like we always hear about like these high school sweetheart stories and like we hear, we talk about first time kisses and crushing and crushes and all that kind of stuff from like the heteronormative like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know life but gay people go through the same things like we have crushes do you remember your first male crush my first male crush was this guy i remember i was in i think first grade i can't remember his name he was first grade oh my god or no 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 not first grade second second grade (laughs) my first crush was in second grade this boy i don't know his name but he was a real bone he Mm. looked like a black zach morris oh my god that alignment he looked hey, like a black Zach Morris. Like he was like he was he was mixed race, but he was definitely black. Um and he just was so fine. All the girls loved him and I did too. <laughs> you was one of the girls. I was one of the girls and I was like, Yes, who is that? Um and, and and we just became friends. Like in early on in you know, in elementary, you know, children They'll befriend anyone. They will. But they also will read anyone. Listen, children are the best and the worst. The best and the worst. They keep it funky. Funky. Because kids know, I always tell people the best version of myself was when I was like 13. Sure. Because I would let you have it and then turn around and be like, you want a cupcake now? That's it. (laughs) It's nothing personal. I just had to get you together. Like I was, because you know what it is? Because children don't have like that, that cognizance of other people's feelings yeah, or emotions it's just real because they, they're never like malicious they don't mm-hmm. children don't really do things to be i mean some kids do because 
kids are awful. But for the most part, their intent is not usually malicious. It's, it's just, their truth. Right. Yeah. Like, like their breath what, is just really stinking. This right is now. what I'm experiencing in right. this moment. So I'm exactly, going to tell you exactly in this how moment. I feel. Yeah. Right. Um, but what was I, your first crush? I think it's ironic that you, you said Zach Morris because that's who my first crush was. And really? I know y'all are probably going to be like, bitch, weren't you just preaching about black love? Uh-huh. <laughs> but my, my first crush crush was Zach Morris. I was obsessed. Why Zach Morris? I don't know. He was just fine. Although, you know, he is a half Asian. Is he? Yeah, you would never guess that. His mama is like completely Asian. I think she's from like Thailand or something. Oh wow! But um, that's why he got a little sauce in him. Just a little sauce. Okay. But um, that was my. But my first real life crush was in sixth, seventh grade. It was in seventh grade. It was this. He was Dominican. Mm. He was from Poppy. he was from Rhode Island, but he grew up in New York. I remember all this, and it's so funny because. <laughs> I actually didn't like him at first. He was friends with my male best friend, um, and I did not like him. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, you need, you, he needs to not come around. Like, I'm not seeing it for him. Because he was very New York, very, like, cocky. Like, he thought he was a shit. He literally dressed like Lu, uh, Joel Santana, <laughs> the bandanas the and all the that. Hats, the jeans. And, yes, and he had gotten into, like, two or three fights. And I was like, you just got here, and you're doing a lot. Like, I feel like you're doing a lot. So were you holding <laughs> him down? At first, I didn't see it for him. And then, like, over the summer, uh, because he was friends with my best friend, obviously, we started hanging out together. And then I was like, wow, this nigga is beautiful. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. And I just remember being obsessed with him. He could play the piano and the guitar. And he was musically inclined. And he was just just so fun. You know, that's so strange because, like, in middle school, in high school, I was so closed off when it came to, like, crushes and dating. Oh, I was the worst. Like, I was not telling anyone about who I liked, who I wanted to talk to, because I just wasn't that comfortable. Really? So, I Oh, I was the worst. So, I kept that shit to myself. I wasn't telling anybody mm -hmm. about that. I mean, I didn't tell anyone. No one knew. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. But I had a, I had, I, okay. I still have a crush on this this gentleman. Who is he? From my, my high school crush. We actually have the same last name. Mm. He was a it. he was a basketball player at our high school. And it's so funny because we always we always sat like behind each other. Like me I always sat behind him because of my his first initial obviously is not as far back in the alphabet as mine is. Um, so I always sat right behind him in like literally everything, or we would always stand, I would stand right behind him in line. And we were cool, like we were friends. And he would always joke with me and stuff. And I was like, y'all, obsessed. Obsessed with MC. Him. MCM. <laughs> oh, you said MC like Mariah Carey. Like Mariah Carey. I, I called it afterwards. Okay. But you see MC- how I still made it work? You did. See how I still made it work? But yeah, That's that, what you do. that was my like. So do you have a, a long lasting. Crush, crush from like your childhood days? No. A long lasting crush, crush. No. I know. I don't. I know. And you know what's so funny? I remember. Do you know why I have a long lasting crush, crush? Because I was catfishing niggas when I was in (laughs) in high school. Oh my God, I did that too. So my long lasting crush, crushes are like niggas I catfished years ago. Did you use a girl's picture? Of course I I did. I did too. The girl's picture. They're, they're, oh my god! If you do, it's horrible. I have a cousin. I have a cousin. I'm not gonna say her name because if she sees it, I have a cousin. Right? She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. 
gorgeous, 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 bodied. Adi, adi, gorgeous, adi. Yeah, gorgeous girl. And I remember using her picture to catfish all the boys in my neighborhood. <laughs> Listen, the girl, the, the girl's picture I use, she's like an Instagram influencer now. Oh, really? She's very well, she's very well known. See, that's why I chose my cousin because she lives in Canada. And, and I was like, y'all are never going to see her MySpace page. So yes. I take all her MySpace pictures. <laughs> and when I was using her picture, she was really popular. She was popular then. We are raggedy. And people were like, are you so-and-so? I was like, yes. Oh, you was you was you were carrying. I was carrying you on. Really were. I was carrying. You were, it. You were. I was carrying it. In my and they school. they were dumb enough to believe it. Oh my gosh! Like that that gag went on for for a while. Really? Yeah. But I, had I to, always got like I had to stop that gag because you know I got I got I got too close to the fire one that one time. See, I was gonna say that would be that would be my thing. Like they would start telling me a lot of personal information, sending me pictures. I was and like, stuff. oh, this is this is and too I'd much. And I'd be like, whoa, this is too much. I just wanted to like mess with you. <laughs> like, this is going too far. <laughs> this is going too far. Calm down. Growing um, up gay. Growing up gay. You did some strange shit. When you growing up gay. When you growing up gay. So, okay. Speaking of the scholastic experience and growing up gay, what was it like for you? Like, do you remember, like, did you, okay. Do you ever, do you remember, like, the first time you started realizing you weren't, like, the other boys in your class and stuff? Like, did the, the interests they had just weren't the interests you had? Or, like, the things that they were doing, you were just kind of like, I don't. Yeah. You know, so my middle school and high school experience was centered around me just trying to be comfortable in my own skin mm-hmm. and all the other guys were playing sports. My right. dad was trying to get me to play sports. Right. Like so much so that he would like talk come to the school, talk to the coaches while I wasn't aware of it. And right. then like have <clears> them like approach me sidebar, like, hey man, you need you know you need to play some sports, like duh, duh, duh. like shit like that. Right. So that was like my experience, like trying to be coerced into playing sports. Right. And that was that's been my whole life. You know, I got into band, luckily. So I played the alto saxophone from elementary on to up Damn. to high school. And that literally was like my saving grace of like my escape, the music and right. learning that instrument and playing it and just having like just that positive outlet to be like, I don't want to play sports. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not interested in any guys. I can't even right. tell anybody who I like because it's going to be a, shit, a, a right. shit show, right. you know, because there, there, there were boys that were out there at my Ooh, middle I school. To dis- I want okay. I wanted to get into that next, but go, continue. yeah, like th- there were boys in my middle school that were like super flamboyant and right. that were out there and that didn't give a fuck. Right. And I would just be like envying them, like wow, y'all are doing it, y'all are doing it. It's like right. y'all are like y'all don't care, like y'all are out here letting all hang out, and that was not me. So, right. you know, I really had to like put a lot of my. Like, I excelled at my instrument. Right. And I was, like, a bitch at that. Like, <laughs> I am a band geek. Right. Like, that's where I put all my energy towards. Nice. See, I, I feel like, for me, I've also, like, I think also because, like, the way I'm built, I'm taller, I'm a broader guy. People have always wanted me to play sports. Yeah. And I had that same experience where I was, like, coaches, the coaches would come to me all the time in the cafeteria and be like, you trying out for the football team this year? And I'd be like, no. No. <laughs> they'd, be like, they'd be like, why? And I'm like, I don't. I don't do sports. I like, I'm time. just, I don't. Uh. Um, I will say this. For me, I started noticing it when I was a lot younger. Um, I can, I, I remember as far back as elementary school. And, like, I used to, just, I just always roll with the girls. Like, <laughs> I remember I had, like, all female best friends up until maybe fourth or fifth grade. And I'll never forget going to one, one of my uh, best friends had a party. And we all, like, the theme of the party was, like, um, like celebrities mm-hmm. it was like a costume party 
And I remember everybody like coming as all these different. And I wanted to, I wanted to dress up as Britney Spears. <laughs> With the blonde hair. I was like, I'm either gonna be Britney Spears or I'm gonna be Ashanti. I'm gonna be one of these two people. I didn't do either, obviously. But I remember even like going to the store to buy like the Ashanti CD for her because she loved Ashanti. That's why I couldn't do Ashanti. Well, clearly because I'm a nigga. And <laughs> but she was like, I'm gonna be Ashanti. No one can be Ashanti. And I remember going to the Walmart. I remember going to Kmart. It wasn't Walmart. It was Kmart to go buy the Ashanti CD. And I remember bringing it to a guy and he checked out. He was like, why are you buying an Ashanti CD? And I was like, mind your business. Please. For my friend, okay? <laughs> but he was he was um, like, why are you buying an Ashanti CD? But anyway, um, I'm glad why you- Why would he ask you that? Like, you ignorant. Know, ignorant. Yeah. But I want, I'm glad you brought up the whole other people being out and you not being out thing because- I remember in, in middle school, there was this guy who was, he wasn't quote unquote out, but yeah. he was way more flamboyant. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. One of my earliest, one of my best memories with him is we taught the entire, remember, remember I went to a mostly white school. So we, me and him, uh, him and I, let me speak properly. Him and I taught the entire auditorium. Get in your dialect. <laughs> him and I taught the entire auditorium. How do the one, two step. From, cause there was at the from time Sierra. when, yes, when Sierra came okay, out, okay, and okay. I'll never forget, we was hitting the fuck out of one step. Then step, we that were knee, knee, knee. Listen, <laughs> we was hitting, we was hitting all type. We used to just dance. Him and I would. That that was my gym because I never played sports. When, yeah. Like I would, the most I would do is play kickball. I loved kickball, um, but I never like wanted to play baseball or basketball, and that's actually how we linked. I remember one time, um, I was just walking around outside after. Cause remember I told you like how that. My RPE coach was like real big on uh, childhood obesity and fitness. Yeah. So we had to work out for an hour. So we'd essentially only have 30 minutes of playtime. So I remember walking around and just he, him and I were like walking around the, the, the basketball the court. Okay. okay. Um, but he would not together. It was like separate. And it, we kind of saw each other and was like, like, you know, Seely and, and Nettie. When yeah, they, it's they, like they, that. They it's like that cold. Right. It was like, you two? You? you t- both of us? Both of us? Come over here. <laughs> and, and we started chilling from there. And it's, I always say, if I would have stayed in South Florida, I know him and I would have been like Judy's. Like, yeah. y'all would have been my nigga. Like, yeah. I always know that. But I'm glad you brought that up. Was there anybody else in high school that was clearly, like, not oh my out? Gosh. but Yes. So there were... Once I got to high school, things kind of changed for me because I got more involved in, like, just social clubs at school. Right. So, like, student government and, you know, still in the band and the step team. And then there were... I was on the step team. T- okay, I'm sorry to sidetrack you. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss so, the step team and whatever, X, Y, Z. And so, there were guys in my high school that were clearly out. I think even, um, you know... There were guys that that were dating each other openly in my really? at, yes at my high school. I thought we only did fast. Um, so that was like a really strange experience. Well, strange, but also really liberating. Like seeing these right. two guys that look like me, like saying, "Hey, we're gonna go out there and be together, and mm-hmm. we don't care what anyone has to say." Like that was like, "Wow, how are you guys doing that?" Because I still was like in the closet, like right. still saying, "I like girls," like right. please. But did you do? Okay, we'll discuss that too. Go ahead. Th- yeah, so there were definitely guys at my school that were out, um, and this was 2000. Um, tell your age. Go and tell your age. <laughs> this, you Isn't know. it weird that it's like telling our age is a thing? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was 2007 when I. Oh, bitch, y'all was really early. W- was in high school. Y'all well, was yeah, like 07, there were, there, there were guys. Well, yeah, that makes sense because we were like 15. Yeah, 16. we were 15, 15 then. Yeah. So. There were definitely guys doing their thing out and about, you, queening out. You being know what's boisterous. funny? My high school 
I didn't have that experience. Yeah. There were people that I knew, like, okay, you're you're, you're gay, but they were never out. Yeah. Um, there was this one guy, and it's funny. I'll talk to you why afterwards why this is funny. Um, he was on the cheerleading team. Okay. And he could cheer his ass off. Do I like, know this person? No. Okay. Well, I don't think so, but you know the, the way the community is, you might. Um, okay. he could cheer his ass off, and I remember everybody want was like you're gay. Like they would they, they that was like the thing they would mess with him and say he's gay, and he'd be like no I'm straight straight. And him and I became really, really cool towards, like, our senior year. We never talked before then. I actually have a really funny story about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I ever heard anyone in, like, real life discussing, like, gay sex was actually with him mm. and another another boy. That and Mind you, at this point, I was in, I think, ninth grade or tenth. Maybe. No, I was in tenth grade. And I remember going to <laughs> – I remember actually leaving class um, – Cause I need. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go to Concrete Loop, right? Hey, Brian. I'm gonna go to Concrete Loop because I need to go see what's going on with Rihanna right now. I was like, she was doing something. It was around the time when she was releasing something, and the Concrete Loop always had the pictures first. Yeah. They used to hate on her in the comments, but whatever. Like, it's another story. Um, but I, I remember I was like, I need to go um, to the library, and I was like, I'm gonna go on Concrete Loop and see what's going on, like, in the celebrity world. And I remember going to sit way in the back because I was like, clearly, I can't be in the library. On you know concrete, concrete loop, loop. Yeah. someone's gonna say something. Not even about my sexual orientation, but you're just, just not period, supposed to be doing yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so I remember I found like this computer way in the back, way we'll get into that, way in the back, and I was on concrete loop and I started hearing a conversation, and I was like, they talking about niggas. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, let me fix myself to be nosy, <laughs> and I just started listening real, real hard. Like I took out, took up my headphones down and everything. I was like. What's over here right, 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 right. and they were discussing dating and like how they were they was like fucking niggas like older guys mm-hmm. mind you we're in 10th grade and mm-hmm. how they were like oh you know he's like my boy like, yeah fuck him da, 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 da. that's why i'm gonna start to just do guys da, da, da. like they were they were like full-on they were already out there out, out there and oh, i was man. mind blown like yeah. y'all y'all are out here having sex already like y'all talking to older dudes and i was like some of the some of the, i didn't know any of the guys they mentioned because they didn't go to our school but I was just, I listened to the full conversation and just mind blown because I'm like, yo, we are like a smooth 14, like a smooth 13. And y'all are out here already sleeping with people and like other niggas in high school, like old, like t- sophomore, I mean, it's like seniors and shit. But it was mind blowing to me. So he was the only one that I feel like people really kind of gave the title of gay to. Like in my high school, we didn't really have a lot of that. Ironically, when I graduated high school um, and I was in college, I remember this boy hit me up. Um, he was like, you know, he was check- we were cool in high school. So he was like just checking in on me. I'm lying. He's actually another one of the people that the, everyone gave the gay title to. I okay. said it was only one, but he was it was him too. He was a like a a preacher's, you know, the... the, the a PK. Uh, yeah. Okay. He was a, P, he was a PK and a church queen. Okay. Um, <laughs> and a church queen. <laughs> um... um but he hit me up and was like, how are you doing? Da, da, da. And then he told me, he was like, you know, I don't know if you're gay, but like, I really like you. And I was like. Mm. In high school, this happened. No, this was in college now. Okay, okay, okay. He hit okay. me up afterwards. And I was like, oh, I'm so. I was like, wait, what? I was like, you're gay? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I am too. And like, I told him, I was like, yeah, da, da, da. And we were talking. And he was like, you know, in high school, I was really feeling you. Mm. Da, da, da. He's not my type. But okay. he was like, I was really feeling you. And he was like, so, you know. He was like, it's a shame that you, did, you weren't out in high school because, like, there was so much going on. And I was like, wait, wait, What was going on? What was going on? What like, was going on? What was happening? What did anybody tell me? Like, no one told me any of this. Um, but, like, come to find out, at my high school, there was, like, Facebook pages. Yeah. That were, like, dummy pages. And they, it would be, like, 
dudes that went, I went I went to high school with that was like dating each other and like yeah. talking to each other and like there was like a group where like all the the hidden the the closet gays mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that were that followed and I remember him he sent me the link to it and at that point nobody was on it anymore because mm-hmm. it was like two years later after everyone had graduated so people hadn't been on there since like 2010 and I was mind blown by reading the comments yeah and like he was telling me like who this person was it was like football players. It was like so many people, and I was I was completely mind blown. So like, did you have that experience after graduating high school where you were like, "Bitch, you're you're gay." Like- you know what's crazy? The experience I had was that <clears throat> there were a lot of guys that were gay on the step team. Oh, I, I was so, on the step team too. So is that, that like our thing? So <laughs> with that being said, like, um, it's like the gay they team. were already out going to the club. And like oh. in, in tenth grade, they were going to the club they were fast. to tracks on Columbia Drive <laughs> in, in Atlanta. So they were already going to the club, and then yes, they were having sex, but I wasn't doing any of that. I'm and so the way that I got privy <laughs> to this information was like them making fun of me that I wasn't doing it. Oh. Like you are the lame one because you're not doing these things. Uh. Like so that's how I found out what all the cool kids are doing. Like oh y'all are fucking y'all are going to the club y'all are doing this. Wow. I didn't I didn't have sex until about my senior year with with my boyfriend. Oh okay. Uh, Meanwhile, <laughs> right with my boyfriend and then yeah like after I graduated I just found out that. They were fucking. Yeah. I found out that. Have you run into anyone on like a jacked or a grander that you went to high school with and be like, oh my God, so you're what? Yes. So there, so there were guys that were in like older classes than me. Right. They were older than me that hit me up after, after the fact was like, hey, you know, I was checking you out when you were in 10th grade. I want to talk to you X, Y, Z, but I was right. scared. I'm like, wait, me in 10th grade? Right. I looked a mess in 10th exactly. grade. Exactly. <laughs> I had the same experience. So I'm like, what do you want with me? But it's just really interesting just to see that what you may think of yourself, other people don't think, think don't think oh of you. And it's like even in elementary, middle school, and high school, you are like so busy in your skin, in your mind, and, that, in, your, and, and in your insecurities, and in your insecurities that right. you don't even that there's like a veil right. that you can't even see. But people are like, hey, bro, it's not that bad, or right. you're fine how you are, or whatever. Right. You know what's funny? <clears throat> Someone told I, I, okay. I used to have a hang up with being dark skin. Oh my gosh, you um, didn't. We need to have that discussion we all separately, had, that had right? Hang up. And I, I'll never forget. Um, and this is probably going to sound horrible. Well, no, it's not going to sound horrible. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There was this. You know what made me? I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this because there's two points that I'm trying to make. Um, there was this guy. I was having a conversation with this guy, and he, and I was young. I was in like. I want to say maybe 18. Okay. And he was talking to me about, like, how I'm attractive, da-da-da. And I was like, I just don't see that in myself, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, he was like, what do you find attractive? And I was like, oh, you know, like, light-skinned guys, da-da-da. And he was like, you're trying to find what you're attractive in yourself. Mm. And he was like, it's not your job to be attracted to you. It's my job to be attracted to you. Wow. And you are what I'm attracted to. And I remember being like, boom! Bam! Like, Mind-blown. Like, it went off. Like, it was like a firework. Whoa! I was like, it was, was mind blowing. It's which my sound, job which to be sounds, to It you. sounds awful to say because it's a bird thing. Because you're supposed to be attracted to yourself. You're supposed to love yourself regardless. Mm-hmm. But I had never thought of the concept of another nigga finding me fine is not my job. It's not your. That's not, not your my job. responsibility. Yeah. That's theirs. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, that's why I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this because I don't want to sound like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is anyway. I think a lot of people don't realize that. I don't think like so, they yeah. don't give the other person an opportunity to even to. 
to desire them. Right. Because they're so busy not desiring themselves. Not desiring themselves. Right. So then it's like you're trapped in your own mind and no one can even see your energy because the energy is blocked. Ooh, come on. Unblock your energy hole. <laughs> Unblock your energy. Unblock your energy 2018. <laughs> but anyway, back to the scholastic experience. Um, what about college for you? I was I was just gonna get into that. I'm a very late late. Very late. Very late. I still haven't bloomed. Okay. But I'm a very late bloomer. I still haven't bloomed. But I'm a very late bloomer. I didn't even discover apps like that until um, my sophomore year of college. Okay. Um, I didn't. And we, we're talking about sex apps. Sexual. Well, you know, dating, dating apps. apps. Dating apps. You guys. I'm still not having sex. Yeah. Um, I didn't discover those. And you know what's funny? I discovered them through my roommate. Okay. Um, I went to to school in South Georgia, and my roommate, he was like a super senior. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to have graduated like two years ago, which is no, not Jake, but he was supposed, he was like 23 um, and a junior. Okay. Um, and he, he he lived in, you know, we lived in the same apartment. We were roommates, obviously. And he, I knew he was gay, but he never like said it. Okay. Um, but he had no clue that I was gay, which is why he was like so reserved. reserved. Okay. But he he had all female friends, and like whenever and he used to drink and smoke weed a lot. And whenever he got too lit, it would always come out. <laughs> like I would come home and he'd be dancing with his like female friends, and I'd be like walking through the door like, hey, hey, girl. <laughs> hey. But he had I, I never told him that I didn't tell him I was, that I was gay until like two months before he moved out, and I was waiting for him to like say bitch me too. But he was like, oh word, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I was like, who are you trying to front for? Yeah. Like, and it was so funny because his female, that his female best friend was with him, and she was like, oh my god, really? And she looked at him with glee because she was like, bitch, you don't have to be afraid anymore. Yeah. He's gay too. Yeah. But he was really, he didn't say that. But anyway, the way I found out that um about apps and stuff is I'm okay. So I'm terribly nosy. Like, mm-hmm. I always tell people the greatest thing that I do is mind other people's business while <laughs> minding mine, right? Because that's the key. You can mind other people's business and, and not mind yours. yours, and that's a problem. Yes. I mind my business while minding yours as yes. well. It's so, <laughs> it really is. It really is. I've mastered it. Um, I'm also a bit of a neat freak, and these things go hand in hand because I like to clean, right? And he, like I said, would smoke weed a lot, and he drank a lot, and he always had people over our apartment, which I didn't really mind because I'm like, hey, you're paying rent. I'm paying rent. You can do whatever you want to do. Funny enough, I actually hate the Take Care album, Drake's Take Care album, because of him. Mm. Well, it's because of Lil Wayne, too. There's too much Lil Wayne on the album. But he would listen to that album nonstop oh, and, gosh. like, smoke weed nonstop and drink it nonstop and always have people over. So, anyway, uh, one day I was cleaning up. He It was like um, we had, like, a, like, one of those long weekends. And he was like, I don't, he, his last class was a Wednesday. He don't got to be back until Tuesday. So he's going to go back home. Okay. Um, I was like, I'm going to stay because my mother at that time lived out of the country. I'm not going to drive back to Atlanta to essentially be by myself. Yeah. So um, I stayed there, and I was cleaning up because, true to his fashion, he had a bunch of people over the night before and left the place a mess. So as I'm cleaning up, his laptop just happens it like fell open. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. It just uh, opened. No, I, didn't, I didn't open it. Just it. You know, it, just, it just happens to unlock. The screen just came on. Just ha- you know, the password just happened to get typed in. Um, <laughs> it was actually wasn't password protected, but I remember opening his laptop. Yes, I did, and going through it because I was like, "Bitch, I know you're gay. Like, you're not gonna tell me, but I was like, I'm gonna find something." What did you find? And he had like, you know, how you put a folder in a folder in a folder in another folder. Damn, <laughs> you nosy bitch. You nosy bitch. I went through all the folders. <gasps> And I remember finding like his nudes, which I wasn't even looking for. Now, were they hot? And um, you, he's a bottom. Oh, so there were a lot of. I, I'm, I not mean, a, I'm not a guy. I was like that. Hey, it's, it's fine. 
I mean, he looked great because he was in I mean, great the shape. The news looked good. Yeah, they okay. looked great. That's all I want to know. Um, and I remember being like, "Bitch, I knew it." <laughs> Bitch, I guessed it, if you will. Um, <laughs> Bitch, you guessed it. And and then like you know how you have people have like multiple browsers. Yeah. So it's like the Firefox, the Safari, Chrome, and the Chrome and Explorer. Right. He forgot to delete everything on the Chrome. He had the Firefox clean as a whistle and the the, the Internet Explorer clean as a whistle. And the Chrome had but everything. the Chrome had all the dirt. The Chrome, the Chrome had, had all the, the tea. <laughs> the Chrome sold him out. And I remember I discovered Adam for Adam. Oh. And Adam for Adam. BGC. I knew about BGC before, but I had never gone on there. Okay. That's the only one I knew about before. BGC oh, think, was popular when I was I in high school. I think because of Noah's Ark, I think I knew yes, about BGC. Yes, Noah's Ark, BGC. Um, I think it was, I think it was because of Noah's Ark, or maybe because of Twitter. I don't know, but I knew about BGC prior to. I just never went on it. Um, but I found Adam for Adam, and I found Jacked. Okay. Um, was it Jacked? I think Gr- it was. No, Jacked. It was gr- probably was Grinder. Probably was Grinder. No, Grinder wasn't a website then. Yeah. Was well, it? Well, Grinder was an app. Yeah, but it was, he, it was a website. Okay, so okay, it had to be okay. Jacked. No. Is Jacked a website? Jacked is an app too. It's not a website. Look how inexperienced so, I am. So <laughs> it's like Adam for Adam and BGC. Okay, so then it has to just be Adam for Adam. And I remember being like, oh, my God, these are people I go to, like, college with, like, mm. that are just... Because his stuff was, like, there, like, all logged in. Yeah. Now, I didn't go through his messages because I was too busy looking who's gay. Like, I was like, who, who the hell's gay? So that was my... Outside of that, I don't have... The only other experience I have as far as gayness goes in college or as far as queerness in college is there was this other guy that I had a friend with. His name was Shot. I can share that because y'all don't know him. Um, but he was out. Yeah. And I remember, like... <clears throat> I just loved how confident he was and like he didn't let he was a bigger guy too but like he had boyfriends he was dating like he was doing the whole thing and he used to always try to like pull me to do stuff but there really, really wasn't anything to do with in you know our college town because it was so small like the only thing that people did was each other and I just didn't feel comfortable doing that yeah. at the time so I was like nah I'm gonna let y'all have all that but that's pretty much my only college yeah, I guess because I went to school thing. in like the metro in the area just yeah. about like Cause he used to be going out and stuff. I used like, to post pictures and shit. Yeah, like, I, like, I mean, like, so my gay college experience was pretty cool. Like, there was a gay community right. of all, of, like, the people that lived in the dorms. And, right. you know, we all would get together. We all were friends with each other. We all fell out with each other around the same time. <laughs> and we all just befriended each other. We went to the club together. Um, we all share. we all messed around with the same guy once. <laughs> I remember, like... Community. Like, community. That's that community. Com- and then and then all my friends lied about messing around with him. That's what they do. Fucking whore. <laughs> um, but, so, yes, yeah, so I would go to the club, and I had a really fun college gay experience. I think I was able to really, like, come to my own. It was like a rite of passage for me to, like, Good. explore and be free to just learn and make mistakes. And um, Good. I think that's needed. Yeah. I think everyone needs that experience, whether it be in college or whether it be like outside of college. Period. You just need to have that that period where you truly are into yourself, yeah. and you learn all about yourself and what you desire and what pleases you and doesn't please you. Just you know, learn your placement, if you will. Learn your place um, in the world, <laughs> right? And stay there, right? Um, but back to the scholastic experience. Did you have anything that you wanted to do but didn't do because of your sexual orientation, like? Were you, was there anything that you were interested in as, like, as a kid, especially going to school and stuff, that either your parents said, like, no, you can't do this? I wish I would have pushed more to cheer. Mm. I could you, I could, yeah. Because I really wanted to, and I and I started, but yeah. I, I quit because of my parents, like, they were, like, hating, bitch. Right. Like, you know, like, they, they, 
I started and I was paying, I was working right. at Macy's in my senior year. So I was paying for it myself, like the private lessons. Right. But they just was like hating, like they, they, they were not feeling it. Right. And it was my plan <clears throat> to go to uh, BCU, Bethune Christian College, hey. well, university, and cheer there. But, and I got accepted and right. everything was a go and I had money to go. But my, my parents were not really supportive of that. Right. So I didn't do it. And I oh. wish that I would have push forward with that. That would have been an experience. It, it would have been a great experience, yeah. but it's okay. Obviously, I turned out just fine. Right. Um, but I wish that I would have done that and like just been steadfast in what I wanted to do. I, I, I can totally feel you. I had the same experience. Not with cheering. My big yeah. ass was not around here. Um, but I was on a step team. I remember joining the step team in like sixth grade and mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody because I was like, yo, it's a bunch of girls doing this. I don't really know if I should be doing this. And it's funny because part of the reason why I did it was because my my older brother was on it. Yeah. Was on the step team. But he wasn't on the, like, actual step team. He was on the baseball. He played baseball, uh, football, well, soccer. Uh, baseball, soccer, baseball. Baseball, soccer, track, um, everything. And he would do, like, all the flips and stuff mm-hmm. for the step team. Like, whenever they had pep rallies, yeah. he would do, like, all the flips. Like, that's literally all he did. He never actually stepped. Yeah. But I remember he told me, like, one time, like, oh, he's he does, like, the flipping and stuff for the for the step team. I was like, oh, that's dope. I want to be on the step team. And I remember, like, trying out and, like, making the step team. And then I became step team captain my seventh grade year. And okay. that's when my parents found out. Because my brother found out that I was on a step team, and he found that I was, like, actually stepping. Like, stepping. Right. Like, not going to pep rallies and doing flips for the girls, but, no, like, you understand actually stepping. With like, the girls. Creating steps and, like, all that. And he was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget, he told my mom, but my mom is Jamaican. She's like, what the fuck is a step team? Yeah, like, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. She's like, I know what that is. Um, and I'll never forget, we were, in, we were going to Walmart one day. So Walmart and Sunrise. Oh my god, I'll never forget this. And we were like pulling into the parking lot. And there was this group of girls, of course, an all-girl step team there, like trying to raise money. And my brother was like, see that? That's what he does. I, 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 that, like, that's what he does. Like that, that's what he does. He's on the step team. That's the step team. And my mom was like, that's the step team? And I was like, well, yeah, I was like, I mean, my team has boys. And she was like, no, you cannot do this. When you go to school on Monday, you have to tell them you're off the step team. Damn. And I remember being pissed. Devastated. I was so crushed because I loved the step. I was a step team captain, bro. Yeah. Like I loved the quit. step team, and you, I had to quit. You had to quit. And I like also I always I've always wanted to get into ballet. Mm-hmm. I've always found like dance period. I love to dance, but I've always wanted to do ballet because I feel like it's just dope. Sure. Ballet is just so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Like and ballet dancers always have like the most wickedest bodies. Like they just they're beautiful. Like. Watching people dance about, especially like contemporary dance, yeah, is always just like the most stunning thing to me. And I always wanted to be a, a ballerina. Are men ballerinas? Yeah, I've always wanted to be a male ballerina, and I think I think male, I don't know, or, or like male lead, maybe? male lead. I don't know what that technically lead. called, but that was one thing that I knew I couldn't do because like my parents weren't going for that. Like they were not about to have me doing ballet. So I guess that's the that's the one thing because I never wanted to cheer. Um, that's just a dub to me. Um, but yeah, I think that was. I think that, that was, was our growing up gay. Section. That was our scholastic experience. Our scholastic as gay, you know, young black men navigating K through. We did good K through college. K through college, all the way there. All we went all the way up. Um, so yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that, and we're gonna take a quick little break.
Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying the episode thus far. If you don't already, please follow myself and Malik on our personal social medias. You can follow me on Instagram at Vonagram or on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. And you can follow Malik on Instagram at Yo Malik and on Twitter at Yo Malik. Now let's get into the next topic. We're back with the wind down. Wind the wind down. it, wind it, wind it down. <laughs> and we're going to jump right into the On The Run Tour. Yes. Which started last week, I think June 6th. Yes. Um, um, I'm glad we both said um at the same time. <laughs> Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, so yeah, the wind down segment, that's where we kind of relax ourselves a bit. We discuss things that are either um, popular on social media, things that are going on in the celebrity world. Um, it can e- even be things that you guys send us in. If you have any questions for us, please remember you can email us at growingupgaypodcast at gmail.com. That's growing with the G. Or you can email us individually at Vaughn at GrowingUpGay.com or Malik at GrowingUpGay.com and we can read your questions there. We can answer whatever questions you have. If you want us to discuss anything in particular, we can go ahead and do so. Um, but yeah, on the run tour. Yeah, you can tweet us, you guys, with, the, with that same information. Yes, absolutely. Um, on the run tour has started. How do you feel? I'm personally in love with the production. Mm-hmm. I think the production is top of the line. Because the, the Beehive has been acting. Y'all have been. Let me tell you I something. Think... The Beehive decided to sting the shit out of their mother. Like, they have been giving Beyonce so much. They have been giving Beyonce so the much. third degree. And you know what's crazy is that I'm one of those Beehive members. I'm like this. I will never shame her in public. Come I on. will never. No, I will novel. never shame Beyonce. You will never hear me say anything about her in public because of the fact that I feel like, listen. The bitch has created a lane for herself, and she and she has literally she can do no wrong to me. She can do no wrong. That's mother. She's mother. So it's like for me, the On the Run tour. Yes, it's um some old music. I guess music that we've heard. Yes, she toured with Formation and and did the same stuff. Yes, she did. Yes, yes, it's Coachella again. We get it. But here's the thing: there are people that still have not seen Beyonce live. Mm-hmm. And there are people that is really unfortunate, by the way. Yes, there are yeah, people that, that still have good. not seen Beyonce live. There are people that still have not seen Jay Z live. There are people that I've did not never seen him live. There are people that didn't go to the Formation tour. There are people that didn't go to the On the Run tour the first time, and there are people that did not go see the Four Four tour. So <clears throat> I think Beehive, calm down. There's new stuff coming. We still have not gotten to the American leg, like. Let Beyonce. You think be- she's gonna come correct for the U.S. of <clears throat> I think she's coming correct now. Like, like let's let's put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. She did two days at Coachella, okay, mm-hmm. and did that show. Mm-hmm. Why can't she tour with it? Everyone Me else does personally, that. I, I kind of think it takes away from. I kind of. I'm sorry. I kind of think it takes away from the novelty. Now, me personally, I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not in the hive, but I'm not mm-hmm. mad regardless. Um, I've never seen Jay Z live, so I'm still looking forward to the tour. I Beyonce is going to shut it down regardless. But I will say, I think it takes away from the novelty of the Coachella show mm-hmm. to recycle it on tour. So I completely understand. Like, I guess Cause that's a moment, especially because you're not getting the same full moment. No, you're not getting the no band. band, no dancers. Yeah. It's no, not, no it's kind of, it feels, it does feel a little cheap, like especially for Beyonce diet, Beyonce. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, and especially because I feel like there was this, like, three-month period where we didn't see them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we saw them in Jamaica, and then, like, 
we didn't see them and like everybody was like oh she can't go to the Met Gala because they're working so hard at the tour and like Jay-Z's taking her on vacation to like you know relax and, and I kind of feel like there was this like this hype like oh bitch something is coming yeah. and I remember when the first On The Run tour dropped I remember gagging because yeah. like she had finally switched up arrangements and it was it felt fresh and, and it felt new and for me this just kind of feels like oh okay yeah like I'm still <clears throat> gonna have fun at the show I'm still gonna get my life but, if but I feel like, oh, I've okay. seen it yeah I agree We, I have seen it Yeah, I have seen it but I just think that um, it's just like the element of hey it's Beyonce right she's gonna put on a great fucking show she's still gonna tap dance on your she's edges gonna tap dance on, she's gonna tap dance on my edges I'm not really pressed about the old set list um, or the old choreography I will say the the visuals like the they're beautiful the the the, the tour booklet and all the footage they record they record in Jamaica and like all the personal home footage yeah. they're throwing in I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff me too I really am I love those sentimental moments that we rarely get from her mm-hmm. um shit we really get them from Rihanna now too Whew. that hurts my heart but I, I I love the fact that we get to see that stuff. And I that I do really appreciate because the, the, I'm actually kind of mad there isn't a collaborative album because I was not checking for it. I'm it's, happy there's not a collaborative. Me too. No, I, 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 I didn't want to hear a collaborative I was just gonna say, album. I however, my problem is have you the, the the footage from Jamaica is stunning. It is. It is gorgeous. Like they the theme and everything they come. It's bomb. And yeah. for me, it's almost criminal that there's nothing to accompany that. Besides these songs that we heard before, yeah, like yeah. It, I feel like it could have been such a moment, yeah. Like even if it would have been like a three, three, three song, five song EP that's just like a little, little, a little, a little something, yeah, like a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been really dope because these visuals are just so stunning. I, I almost low key would be happy if she just uploaded the visuals to her website and I could just kind of like watch those and get my life because it's just dope. The visuals are just dope. So I'm not too too mad at it. Um, I'm still planning on having a bomb ass time. If you're going to the second show in Atlanta, we'll be there. We'll be there with bells on, um, having a bomb ass time. So yeah, that's that. Speaking of uh, things that I've been enjoying lately, um, have you gotten into Pose? I love Pose. The Ryan Murphy um, show that's on. What is it? FX. It yeah, airs F- on FX. FX. Um, I really like it. I think that. The storylines are awesome. The characters are raw. They're real, authentic. I'm so happy to see this shift happening in media where there are more um, queer characters on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more representation. We need more people that look like us. And, and, and our stories are diverse. They're powerful. They're just right. as important as the other stories that are that are being told. And so right. I'm just happy that it's out there. I saw so many parallels between my personal story my personal story growing up gay right. and the main character, well, one of the main, characters. one of the main characters, the young man who was, um, you know, kicked out of his house. I just love the fact that I feel like the common thread that's a part of these stories is just tenacity mm. and just like not giving up. And, you know, when you're faced with adversity, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to continue to go. So I'm, I'm loving the show. I know they're going to get picked up for season two. I just can't wait to see it. I'm happy that, you know, uh, Jenna Mock is a she writer. She's writing, yeah. She's a writer, and she's also an executive producer. And she also wrote, and I'm not, not sorry, not wrote. She also, um, she did write, but she also mm-hmm. pre- um, directed an episode. Right. So I think that's awesome. Um, I have to say I really enjoyed the second episode. I'll be thousand percent honest. When I watched the first episode, I was like, I'm glad this is on. I'm glad this is a thing. Um, the stories that are being told are 
needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that there are so many different characters. It's not centered around one or two people. Yeah. We kind of get all these different experiences in the one show. And I love yeah. that the episodes so far are like an hour and a half long. They're not – or an hour long. I think it's an hour, hour and a half long. They're not 30-minute episodes. Okay. Um, which I love, love, love. And I think it's kind of an innovative idea because each episode feels like a mini, mini movie almost. I agree. I um, felt that too. And I, it feels really yeah. full. It doesn't like, feel like you're. Oh, why didn't? Okay, touch more on that. Touch. It feels like you, I. I feel like you get complete thought. Complete thought yeah. on, on everything that's happening each episode thus far, at least. Um, but I was it when I when I first watched the first episode. There were parts of it that were just kind of like, eh, like, and I tweeted about this. <laughs> the dance scene, a complete chop. With him dancing. Yeah, a complete at the end. A complete job. And especially for it to be um, something that was supposed to be like monumental and it was supposed to feel big and it was like pertinent and this is Alvin Alien. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he walked in, didn't know what he was doing at first. Mm -hmm. He stumbled and fumbled over himself at first, which is okay. Mm -hmm. But then like, but you were supposed to give me like everything with this, this solo. And it was just kind of like, Okay. So I, mm-hmm. I I think about the first episode when the show starts. He's at the ballet bar and yes. he's doing his own thing. Then yeah, he's not even following along with the, with, but, with, with the girls or the instructors. But and so when you he fast, was doing it better, he he was yes, he was yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah, and so I feel like when they got to the audition scene, he was nervous. Yeah, and I felt like there were times when he would stop and like I'm done with this, but then come back to it. Yeah. I, I feel like you know. Again, just going back to that tenacity, like yeah. I'm giving you the passion. I may not have the skill right. or, you know, the technique right now, but what right. I do have is the drive. What I do have is the energy. What I do have is the will to commit to the performance until mm-hmm. it's done. And that's, I think that's a good point. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what he was representing in that scene. Like, hey, I don't have it all right now, right. But, but what I do have is the will to learn. I agree. I just don't know how realistic it is sure. that that would have gotten you into Alvin Ailey. Because it's not even that... Because like you said, that's that's super valid, and that's I'll be honest, that's something, not something I was thinking of. But when he did finally dance, it was mm-hmm. kind of like nothing about this is even remotely... And even the part where he was voguing. Because mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, maybe he doesn't have the full technique because he's only been doing you know technical dance for a little while. Like His mom just got him into it. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool. But even the part where he was voguing, it was just kind of like... A slight duck walk, mm. a spin, and then like that was it. Like it, I was just waiting for something, something more. I like, think it's wow coming. me somewhere. I think it's coming, and that, that's fine. But yeah. I feel like like that that to me was a little anticlimactic, and some of the acting on the first episode was like rough. Yes. Now rough. my friend said that he felt like um, they were reading for the first time. Yeah. Cold paper you, read. You can feel it. Yeah. It was a little, a little, a little, a little choppy. Visceral. Yeah. It, 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 but yeah. it was still really good. Like, I, I still enjoy... I'll be honest. The second episode is what did it for me. Yes. The second episode was so... That sealed the deal. ...good. Mm-hmm. The second episode was really, really good. Uh, I love the fact that they're touching on HIV and AIDS. I love the fact that they're touching on um, homeless homelessness in the LGBT community. I love the fact... Although, I will say, the one thing they kind of jumped was, like, how he got from Connecticut to New York. Like when his his parents kicked him out, which I thought was really touch, like brilliant how they they shot it because if you pay attention when they kick him out of the house, everyone's watching like yeah. his neighbors. Yeah. So it, it kind of showed that like there's no safe place for him in there because mm-hmm. his neighbors are also like hell no nah, you can't come because like you would think that like a, this 16 year old boy one of the neighbors would have been like it's okay come you know come be yeah. with us so 
the fact that he went from I'm guessing Connecticut or Jersey, maybe Jersey, to maybe. like New York and was just like in Central Park. I thought that would have been an interesting thing to see, like how he got from point A to point B. Sure. Like what did he did, he have, to, did he have to hop turnstiles? Like mm-hmm. which I know is me wanting a deep dive into just one character. Um, so I think that would have been interesting to see. But the second episode is really what did it for me. I just after that I was hooked. Yeah. Yeah. So many great characters. So many great stories. Yes. Um, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Yeah. Pose. It's a yes for me. It's a yes for me too. Although I will say I'm surprised that like the ballroom culture is a, is the least interesting part of it for me, which is, I think is a good thing because I think that means the characters are really well written. Yes, I agree. I think the ball. I, I think the ball culture is they they could give the it least a important. More. But I think they. I think they. Which I, I think is maybe done purposely. It's yeah. not because it's not the. the it's focus. the stories of these people exactly. that that happened that use the ball culture and the ball family as a tool of escaping right. to protect themselves and to, right. and to create family and community. Right. And I think uh, that's the purpose of of, of ballroom. Do you live for Electra? Oh, remind me of Electra. That's Is that, that the that's mother? The house mother. The, 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 the main one. Uh, Electra, t- I love when, when Electric said um, <laughs> it's on the house. It's on the house. When she went and got that that got her nails done and walked up out of it and said, "This is the worst top coat I've ever had in my life." <laughs> I just Electra abundance abundance. I just think that Electra is tired. Are you an evangelista or an abundance? I am definitely an evangelista. You lying? You an abundance? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 honey, no, no, no. I'm definitely in the top house, which is abundance. Um, I'm definitely gonna be as uh, opulent as Electra as Electra. Uh, Electra has had many things done to her face. Many. She is snatched for the high heavens, and she said that <laughs> those she can, cheekbones are. And she said there. that she could walk down fifth in the daytime and daytime. not and not get clocked. Let me tell you, she commits down. She commits to that she role. Does. I don't know what now. The tell me Ale- like Electra's name. Well, Electra Abundance. That's Dominique Jackson. Okay, Dominique Jackson is. I think she actually. Was in the ballroom scene. Oh, know. I'm sure all these people were. Okay, that's the one thing I I, I commend Ryan Murphy for. Yeah, it's it feels authentic. Yeah, it really does, and I'm glad that these are trans women telling the stories, stories of trans women. Yes, and that's gay so men important. telling the stories of gay men. Like I'm glad that that's happening, and I also loved that the second episode touched on how the white male gay community can be very. non-inclusive mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they don't really consider their trans you know family or their their queer people of color period family they can be very selfish because me i'm sorry personally the whole the bar scenes where they're kicking her out yeah piss me off every single time now um, that, that that wasn't a gay bar was it it was it was a gay bar it was a gay it was a, it's a all-white male gay bar and that's why they were that's why they always said this is a boys club you know this isn't drag night or we're not playing dress up they kept saying I missed those that things part. To her. I missed yeah, that part that's I missed why that. it was so I completely missed that part yeah that's why that, that episode really sat with me because here's a trans woman of color just trying to get a drink at a gay bar and she was dismissed and, and she was dismissed aggressively continuously mm-hmm. yep. with no and thrown out to thrown the ground out, like yeah. literally thrown away mm-hmm. like literally thrown away by these these white men and I feel like that's so indicative. And then even the scene where the one, the one goddamn coon, the one black gay male is in the all white gay bar. And she's like, she's trying to connect with him. Like we family, like, you know, they're, they're not going to treat, they're going to treat you the same way they treat me. And he's like, no, honey, it's not because of the color. It's not because you're black. It's because you're, you're, 
he says some shit like it's not it's not because you're black it's because you're in dress up or some shit like that or because you're in drag he says something like that to her and I'm like this fucking coon like yeah. you you should have been there for your your you sister are so, uh, uh, but you trying to get you some white cock girl they love they, they love, love it. that damn white girl. what the fuck is it is that cocaine in the nut is that Maybe. what it is I I think it's something going on with it anyway I thought that was really um brilliantly done of you know from Ryan Murphy and from Janet and whoever else. Um, helped write that episode. Number episode number two was really really good. I love Bianca. Yes, I love. She's love, the prostitute, love, correct? Yes. Yeah, I she's love her story. She, be, yeah, she's the sex, be sex worker. Sex positive here, <laughs> and, you know, and she is. I love the fact that she said, "I want to be treated like every other woman." You know what scene? I you know what part I love? What the the when the guy went to go quote unquote save her? He was like, "You know, you shouldn't be here working here." Yeah, you shouldn't be here, and she was like, she was like. I make a hundred and fifty. As she's dancing, she's like, "I make a hundred and fifty dollars a night, and I don't gotta touch and nobody. I don't, gotta, I don't get touched." Yep. And he was like, "I don't like them seeing you like this." And she was like, well, "What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> what are you like, gonna do work about him, it, Mama? Like, like, get me up out of here. Put me in the suburbs with right. your wife and your children. Right? Like, if you 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 want you want exclusivity, it's gonna okay. cost. It's gonna cost. It's baby. gonna cost. Do it the right <laughs> way. I love that. I really do. Um, but I'm really interested to see where the show goes. Um. And see what what's up next. I even love the story of how like the um I'm let me I want to make sure I get his name right. The guy, the main, the male lead. I don't know his name. I always forget his name. The one from Damon. Okay, Damon. I love the fact that um he chose ballet mm-hmm. over the guy. Yes, I love that. I also love. I also Come on, love, Siri. You, Mind her, you hear her. <laughs> I also love the fact that they have the is Ricky. Yeah. Okay. So I love the fact that they have Ricky because Ricky is a character that is really common amongst gay dating. Mm. Um, Ricky is a character that is sick and shut in, and what I mean by that is sick and shut in. He is lost. Mm-hmm. He is longing for acceptance, mm-hmm. and he is longing to ride somebody's coattail. But he's also at the same time not willing to join a house. He's not willing to join a house, which because is interesting he, to me because, because, because he, I, I feel like he feels like he's above that. But you know what's funny? I'm glad you touched on that because I do feel like that that is a thing in the gay community. Like these guys that don't necessarily want to work or want to do anything, they just want to be with whoever is doing something. Yeah. And I, I do, I do it's like. It's like a leech. That. Yeah. 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 Riding his coattails, yeah. like he. He said, "I see something. You gonna be somebody." Mm-hmm. Like I was like, "So what you gonna be? If he gonna be somebody, what you gonna be?" And nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing but it's sad because he probably sees himself as nothing which is why he's like has that mentality mm-hmm. like probably doesn't think he can be anything because like he's sleeping outside he's homeless but it's wild because the juxtaposition of like being homeless and not wanting to join a house is wild to me it's like you rather be on the streets right than to have a roof over your head like right. it's literally like a classism thing like I think these people are dirt so right. I don't want to be a part of that I'd rather be out but here but then in he's the at dirt. the ball which is like this is confusing mm. yeah it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that character as well. Episode three. Episode three. So we're, we're going to keep you guys posted on Pose. We hope you guys are watching. It is on FX. It comes on, don't get Sundays. me the line. Sundays. Is it Sundays? I think it's Sundays. I think it's Sundays as well. Pose FX. If it's not Sundays, go to the website. I'm sure it's there. Yeah. <laughs> They'll tell you all about when it comes on. Um, but make sure you're watching it because these kind of shows are important. Um, and us validating their importance with our presence is Major. 
There's so many to watch. Show up for them the same way you show up for a Blackish, the sh- same way you show up for Insecure, the same way you show up for all these other shows. Queen show Sugar, up. all of it. Like Did they show, show up, up for Queen Sugar? I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like you know, so you got Pose, you got Star, you got. Yeah. Oh my God, Claws is back. By the way, do you watch Claws? I don't watch Claws, Claws but, is I, but so I do love Nisi Nash. I do love Nisi Nash. Listen, I I was kind of worried about season two because season two just premiered. Um, the episode that. Debut episode is so good, and then there's a queer character in there. One of the 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 OG drug lords is by, and like oh. he has a boyfriend, and his boyfriend is like femme, hmm. and like wears dresses, and like it's 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 this really the juxtaposition. Uh, his name is Big Daddy. I think his name is Big Daddy. The juxtaposition of all that is like so dope to me. So if you're not watching Claws, watch Claws as well. So support Nisi. Support Nisi Nash. Um. Anyway, we're going to close things out here. Yeah. We hope you guys have enjoyed the episode thus far. They did. If you have any questions for us, please be sure. Like we said, if you uh, want to email us, it's podcast. I'm sorry. It's growingupgaypodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's growing with a G, upgaypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can email Malik at Malik at growing without the G, growingupgay.com. That's Malik at growingupgay.com. Or Vaughn at Vaughn at growingupgay.com. Is all this information, yeah, all yeah. that, all the information is in the um, informa- info bar below. Um, but we hope you guys are enjoying. Please share. Go to iTunes, rate us five stars. That's how people know the, about the show. That's and how they find it. Find that people find the show. It, it you know makes us more visible. So please go ahead and do that, and just continue to be awesome and subscribe to the show. And subscribe to like, the show. Like don't like click follow the link. us. Follow on SoundCloud, us on SoundCloud, on Twitter, Twitter, all that jazz. Thank you, guys. And we hope you guys have a wonderful week ahead. And, you know, stay black and protect your magic, as Asante would say. Protect your magic. Remember your mantra. Do your breathing. Do your sit-ups. Drink your water. And stay gorgeous and beautiful. And remember, ladies, if you ain't licking. I'm just joking. (laughs) I was going to say, if you ain't licking, you ain't sticking. If you ain't licking, you ain't sticking. (laughs) But no, y'all have a wonderful day. (laughs) You're so ignorant. Oh, my God. Bye.